it's coming back. Fuck <laughs> 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 ah, Oh, put it on. Rip my ears. Rip the <laughs> listeners' ears, man. Yeah. Oh. Rip the fucking ears of the people at the gym when some dude drops away right next to your ears oh. and you're like, fuck, my eardrums have been re-ruptured. Yeah, all people like slam their weights down into the racks. It's like, great, mate. I'm going back to the ENT for the <laughs> thing that you did to me two days ago on the same fucking machine. Reminds me of like monkeys that, you know, bang the... What's it called? The tam- tram- trampolines? Tambolines? Um, yeah. I, I just call them clappy things. <laughs> yeah, the clappy things. Yeah. Literally I, is an animal kingdom, the gym, man. It really is. On- honestly, the, there's there's things that I wish I knew, I knew before I actually went into the gym. Things that, uh, you know, would have been nice to have a heads up with that, that avoid some, some techniques, some things, some etiquette, I guess, that is often overlooked and, uh, in my opinion, needs a bit of... A bit of... It ta- takes a very refined individual to survive longer than a few days at the gym, put it that way. Oh, fucking uh, New Year's... Re- uh, New, New Year's, Year's resolution. That's the word, I can't speak today. Yeah, that one's a... That's a bit of a joke, let's, let's be honest with that. So many people who apply to the gym, then they you know, leave after a couple of days. Uh, some people. It's interesting, in, um, you'll find in physio clinics, the, if you're in a musculoskeletal kind of setting, which is... Standard sports and spinal physio. People come off the street most in the most prolific numbers around February and March, oh, yeah. maybe late January, it's because their New Year's resolutions have hit the fan real hard. They've ended up with a reasonably nasty injury, and that's them done and dusted for the gym. And then, yeah, then I head back. I, I don't know, that was just too much physical work. Honestly, I think it's a combination of both. Too much physical work. Too much, oh, mental Can you like... <laughs> no, you just said physical. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Can you like elaborate, please? Too oh, much physical... You movement. go to the gym to work. Movement. I mean, some people... What, what, too much movement? <laughs> too much movement, apparently. I think your claims are wayward and foundationless, my friend. Anyway, um, you just started at the gym, didn't you? Yeah, not too long ago, about... Four months, five months ago, yeah. Oh, well, you're not exactly a newbie anymore. No. How's it been? It's alright. You know, it's, it's, honestly, I enjoy it. Uh, I've got a, it's, I think the, one of the most important things to do is have some sort of schedule down that you follow quite routinely, even religiously at that point. Like, really go, make yourself go. And I think after a while, once you start seeing progress of some sort, or, you know, I guess just, just the, just the, the fact that you're doing physical activity changes your, I guess, hormonal balance or whatever, and that makes you, incentivizes you to go to the gym more. Um, it's that initial hump, hey? It's like, you go to the gym for two months and you don't notice anything. Yeah. And then you're like, what's the point? Like, you become disenchanted. You're like, fuck, this, this is some myth. Like, everyone's on gear. I hear that one a lot. Everyone's on gear. <laughs> They're not. They just work hard and eat well. Yeah. But... I understand that, you know, you're, you're going hard for two months, hammer and tongs, and you don't see anything. And you do, you seriously do go, why am I doing this? This is crap. Hmm. But if you stick out long enough, which, have you noticed any progress? Yeah. No, I have, definitely. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I think, realistically, I think one of the biggest things that, that, that people do is give up, or they, uh, kind of in line with what you were saying before, they just kind of increase the weight and just went, oh, I want to see progress, maybe not even physical, but progress in terms of, you know, the, the raw numbers of how much I'm lifting my weights. And that, that's physical. 
this, yeah, we'll fucking keep, keep, just keep that. <laughs> um, but essentially, with that comes injuries, and, and people try to do stupid stuff, lift too much so they can't, not don't use proper technique, and um, result in you know significant injuries that just prompts them not to go to the gym anymore. Are you speaking from experience? I'm not actually. Um, I right, right. Yeah, I've, I've, um, well, there's some things that I would improve on. I think for the most part. I don't know. I think the, I think I've only done something stupid once, um, but fortunately I didn't get too injured with it. So was that going too hard before you went home? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. No, I, was, I just went up a weight, and I I don't know what happened, but essentially I think I just did too many sets, too much of too much of that specific muscle that day, and it just it just kind of let go, and um, it just it just stopped responding. Error four four just just not found. It just it just d- d- disintegrated on me. Um, that's a big thing with. Going to the gym, starting out, definitely knowing your limits for both guys and girls. That's true. That's true. I think, yeah, with that, start small and then build your way up. Maybe even just go with somebody to, to get you to, to, to get them to show you how, how to do it. I, I reckon going with a gym friend who's gone for like a reasonable amount of time and isn't a buff head is probably the best way to start. Yeah. Like, going on your own, I, went, I started going on my own. Like, it was fine, but I felt like... I probably spent a solid six months meandering around, not really, mm. you know, optimizing any type of routine because I didn't have one. Let's be honest, mm. guys, get a routine. Um, and that just like squandered, like literally six months. I was just aimlessly doing stuff, and I wasn't really getting anywhere. Mm. But we're over that now. We're done. We're yeah. done. And now we're on the um, uphill stretch. Yeah, no, that and uh, noob gains as well. I think that's called what it's called. Where you put on a lot of a lot of weight. You might not put it on the first couple of weeks, but then after oh. maybe a month or two, you start packing pretty hard. If you go to the gym properly for like the first year, you will seriously get so many gains. <laughs> and there's like heaps of science around it as well. It's pretty interesting. Oh yeah, progress- have you heard of like neuromuscular adaptations? Fuck no. So so basically like. A lot of gains, especially and like super rapid gains that you see at the gym are literally from your brain being able to better talk to your muscles. And let's say, for instance, you're doing a bench press or a squat. Your brain's uh, bench press specifically. Your brain talks to your chest at the start and says, push, and you push. You might lift 20 kilos. And two months later, you might pushing instead of 20 kilos it'll be 40 kilos it's not because you've just doubled the size of your muscle although it could be more likely however it's going to be a neuromuscular adaptation where your brain actually better tells your pecs which are the muscles that you use predominantly to do bench press interesting to push and like your pecs like the same amount of pec that was there two months ago is still there now and it just is much much more efficient right so that's not even so you're saying that the majority of the kind of quote-unquote noob gains that people get isn't really to do with like a massive increase of muscle mass but mainly just that that neurological connection strengthening Uh, not as a blanket statement no because i'd say like new like your noob gain period is kind of over a year so you definitely do put on a fart like muscle and you put on muscle quickly but particularly that month or two before you've really figured out the gym and really know what's up Mm. um you'll still notice really like absurd strength gains like reflecting back on it absurd 
uh, strength gains and that purely is your brain talking to your muscles and making them work at a much, much more efficient. Wow. Now, I, I didn't know that, honestly, but that is pretty interesting. Um, I mean, for the for the most part, even then, uh, dietary-wise, um, what, what, what would you recommend for that, do you think? Well, what have you been doing? You've been going to I've the been, gym for five months. I just you like have you have you made significant progress? I've made progress for sure, but I think it it could have I could have made better progress if I did look at my kind of my intake a bit better. Um, realistically, I just listened to what my body wanted. I was like, you know, if I look at a steak or if I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I want a steak. Probably my 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 body wants more protein or it wants more fucking mean whatever whatever's a goddamn meat other than protein and wants a, a lot more of you know that type of nutrient when if i look at you know something else if i want a sugar then i can grab something like that or healthy eat some salad whatever that's realistically how i did it i just i just ate what the hell i wanted to eat and <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, at, like i guess we're just two buff heads speaking over here as well so it's not like <laughs> this is generic advice that everyone should take on and i know that chicks eat and gym a lot differently more differently to dudes mm. um and but i i do pretty much the same thing man <laughs> i just eat what i feel like yeah um i have i have actually there's a cool cool app called um my fitness pal and it like it's pretty basic but it's got a massive food inventory and you can just like log uh let's say you had 100 grams of dry rolled oats for brekkie that you cooked up into porridge Log that into my fitness pal, and it'll like obviously track what you've eaten throughout a day, and it gives you nice little pie charts at the end of the day. It'll be like uh, fat, carbohydrates, and protein, which are your three macronutrients. Uh, ma- macro because they are broken down into smaller nutrients. Actually, why, why are they called macronutrients? I'm assuming, that, I'm assuming they're macros because most of the energy that you get from foods come from those three nutrients. Like, yeah, something I, like yeah. vitamin is just... It's essential for the survival of an organism. Like, I don't know, let's say vitamin C. It's survival for a nutrient. I think it's in it's somewhere in the Krebs cycle. I think it's to do with amino acids. Somewhere there... Maybe this is generation with of energy production. Fats, yeah, like uh, something like a vitamin is necessary for survival. You know, it's things like scurvy uh, that, that pirates got or sailors got there back in the olden days due to a lack of vitamin C just proves that the fact that it's it's necessary in survival, but it doesn't actually give you any energy. If anything, it uses a bit of energy to split vitamin C. I, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but you know, your three types of macronutrients. They're I, the things yeah. that actually give you the energy. That's how you survive. If you didn't have one of those three things. Um, you probably won't be too much of a healthy person. <laughs> but, I mean, it's possible. Like, keto diets and all that. It's possible. Uh, don't talk to me about keto. But, anyway. <laughs> um, so, and I, I found that I'd track my food through a, like, period of two weeks. And every day, consistently, I was about a third of each. Third, like, le- um, yeah, a third fat, a third, a third, uh, carbohydrate and a third uh, whatever the other one is fat carbohydrates and uh, protein protein there we go <laughs> a brain fuck for me um no. and that was in terms of energy because obviously fat gram for gram has more energy than carbohydrate mm. or protein protein and carbohydrates will have about four calories per gram and i think fats are pushing about nine. Oh. Wow. I actually didn't know that. I thought carbohydrates were the most. 
No, no, gram for gram, fats are far more. It's because if we go into carbon chemistry, the energy stored within those bonds. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Of course, the conjugated bonds, I think they're called. Well, conjugated refers to whether it's... Sorry, saturated refers saturated, to whether it's... The, um, yeah. the carbon-carbon bonds, we'll say it like that, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah no. But what, what would we know, right? Um, anyway. Uh, so what, you reckon just get your diet down when you're starting at the gym? I, don't do too much ego lifting? Yeah, no, definitely not. I think the best way to summarise it is if you want to lose weight, lose it in the kitchen. If you want to get strength and gains and, I guess, physique, appearance, strength, whatever... That's when you do it at the gym. And I think when you mix and match both of them together, um, you get a fairly good it's result. It's like a happy fucking marriage. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Well, it's like, like the gym is the gym and the food is the food and they're pretty bloody useless without each other. But together, holy shit. <laughs> I think at the same time, I, not only are they together like that, but I also think that the one influences the other. I found that, again, correlation versus causation, I'm not 100%, but I found that going to the gym meant that my diet improved mainly because I wanted to eat more nutritiously dense food and food that's kind of applicable to you were probably my muscle slightly more attuned to what you were eating though it's a whole subconscious you know you you go to the gym obviously you had the ambition to go to the gym in the first place and that was to go to the gym get fit look better and within that, you go, right, well, my food at the moment is really not too good. I eat too many hamburgers. I drink too many beers and have too much of God knows what on a night out. And that just has to stop. And by virtue of that whole attitude shift, everything gets better. Mm. I think I agree with that, actually. Um I'm, I can't say for sure I can agree with it in terms of experience, but it makes sense. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't really thought about it too much, but I think you are I think you have a point. I think you have a point. I think it does go hand in hand, and I think realistically the reason why it goes hand in hand is that you kind of progress one thing, it moves to the other, and then you just, it's kind of mix and match. They just grow together, I guess you could say. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think realistically, just kind of going back to the actual... Well, are we going to get... A- Checklist of things to do to start going to the gym. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, you rattle one off. Uh, make sure you can actually spend time or have have a plan throughout your week where you can consistently go to the gym. So but get a plan. Get a plan. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily matter. I don't think the amount of times you can go to the gym. The more, the better. But if you can go like once or twice a week, that's. I think that's just a really good step in the no, first place. No, 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 no. Literature indicates that. Sure, once and twice probably is okay, but really, you want to be going to the gym five times a week. Five or six times a week, training different body parts on different days mm. uh, is is perfect. But like, let's say, for instance, if you're a dude, you could have a chest day, a back day, and a leg day. Don't forget legs. <laughs> um, and do that r- around about twice a week, and that would be a perfect start. Um, in terms of the lifts you want to do, just pretty much As find well. the biggest guy in the gym, if you want to get big, of course, find the biggest guy at the gym and providing he's not doing some crazy, you know, fucking shred where he's tying bands around his arms and trying to cut blood flow and activate <laughs> muscles and don't follow any of that. Ba- but 
pretty much when I when I envisage my strong man in my head, I'm looking at squats, deadlifts, bench press, pull ups, dips. Um, in terms of back, you've got uh, lateral uh, pull downs and cable rows. As long as you're moving two joints at once, you're pretty good. So that's what you should have in your your the cornerstone of your plan. Mm. I think, um, I then think, okay, go. So I was gonna say with that, also try to get. Um, I think well, uh, one thing that I learned is that you need to kind of use muscles that are. I think antagonistic is the word. So if you're, for example, doing a, a bench press, then realistically you're using your triceps and your chest. That's what's that's what you're going to be using for that particular activity. So cater the rest of that to those two muscles. So your tricep, when you when you contract your tricep. You, your arm moves out, right? You extend your elbow. So find an activity that extends your elbow. Consequently, with your chest, you know, when you're pushing something up in front of you, you often bring your kind of shoulders in more, I guess you could say, or kind of arm over in front. So try to find something that, that, that does that as well. Um, I think a nice simple way of thinking about that is, look, if you're feeling it in your legs, you want to be feeling it in your legs for the rest of the session. Yeah. And if you're feeling it in your chest, try and make sure that feeling stays in your chest for the rest of the, the session. Don't, at least in my experience, chop and change, going legs to chest to shoulder without any plan. Yeah. Because that's really when uh, things like frequency and volume get squandered because mm. it's very hard to keep track of. That, and I think um, also one, one thing that's important is start off with a small weight. It doesn't matter how much of a weight you do, how you look, you're... It doesn't matter if the guy next to you is doing triple your weight and he looks like marginally bigger than you. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Just sit down, get the earbuds, put them in, ignore everyone else at the gym. That's what I do. And just do your thing and, and get out. You know, spend, spend as much time as you can. You should be feeling pretty dead after the, the first gym session. Obviously, you'll be in pain for the rest of the week, unfortunately, if you don't... No, don't, don't talk about pain, mate. Okay, then. There's, there's no pain associated with that. No pain. Anyway, no pain. but that... Fearless. I mean, do you want to talk about progressive overload? Oh, progressive overload. What about that? Well, progressive overload's pretty cool. And I haven't brushed up on my literature for a fair while. So, off the top of my head... Uh, so, progressive overload... It basically was first documented in some observational studies on farmers... I can't recall where. And what they observed is that a farmer who starts, let's say starts a farm and has got some cows and got some little calves and need to move the calf. So it picks, he picks up the calf and moves the calf a paddock over. Mm. Right, so that calf can eat on the fresh grass or whatever. And overnight that calf gets a little bit heavier and then the farmer has, or let's say, over a week, the calf gets heavier and the farmer has to pick it up and move it back because the grass has grown on the first paddock and the calf has eaten all the grass in the second paddock. And the calf is a little bit heavier this time. The farmer does that enough until the calf is too heavy or he's got too far to walk and he stops. But what he's noticed is he was much stronger, the calf was much heavier than when he started this process and thus... What came about was this idea of progressive overload, which is where you effectively load up muscles with exercise, um, progressively getting harder and harder and harder. Um, so your rep, your sorry, your weights go up, 
and as your weights go up, you can lower your reps. And there's, there's heaps and heaps of YouTubers out there who do progressive overload, but I think there is a fair bit of literature and efficacy supporting the use of an, a progressive overload uh, a program in the gym that will help you achieve uh, muscle gains, so hypertrophy. Yeah. I mean, I think with that, the, the kind of summary of that, of, of how that, that applies to the gym specifically is, you know, every session you go up, if you go up, if you do it twice a week, for example, as we were saying, or even once a week, doesn't matter, alternate between weeks of kind of increase the amount of reps that you do and decrease the amount of weight that you do. So let's say your maximum's at 20 kilos for whatever weight you do, and you do six reps of that, and you do three sets of six, let's just say, right? So 18 in total for the day of 20 kilograms of that particular exercise. What you can do is you can drop it down to like 17 and a half kilos or 15 kilos, depending on how you feel really, probably 17 and a half. You don't have to go down too much, but then also just increase the reps. So 17 and a half and then do eight reps and then do three times of eight for that day, for that session. Of like that if you can bust out, yeah, a couple of extra reps with a slightly lighter weight, you yeah. know that you've probably achieved a nice decrease in weight and increase in reps. Yeah, I, don't, I think with that, like move it down like that until you reach maybe three, four weeks and then just reverse it and go back. So then at that point, when you move back up and you do sets of, you know, sets of six again, you can, instead of doing 20 kilos, you do, you know, 22 and a half or 25 kilos. And then when you go down, you go down to two, you know, 22.5, 20 kilos. So you, you've progressed, you've gone up a weight over the, over that period. It's just, you've done it kind of in not every single session. So your progress might, you might think it's a bit thwarted, but over the long run, if you actually do lift that weight, you should be getting stronger with it, so you progressively move up. In essence, though, you've got an abundance of information on this on the internet, and you can get a nice pictorial that you can download, save, whatever, and it will honestly be uh, something that underpins every workout that you ever do from this point onwards. As soon as you realise how good it is, you won't go back, trust me. Yeah. Um, so what, what have we in terms of to start off at the gym, we've got a good plan, maybe recruit a bit of science, a good mm. diet is imperative, mm. bit of time, knowing how much you're going to go, uh, something that people might not consider as cost hunt around. Like I, I reckon in, in Australia at the moment, you can get, go to a pretty good gym for about 20 bucks a week. I reckon like, it's like last 15, 16 us just in case. <laughs> but yeah, yeah if the exchange rate is 72 US cents to the Australian dollar then that's about $15 to every 20 Australian point point being yeah consider cost I, I, I this is a bit of a touchy t topic where if you want to go to a kind of more bougie gym and pay a bit more or you want to go to a shitter gym and pay less uh, in my opinion it doesn't nah, matter fuck that yeah. if you're starting off go to the cheapest gym that's the most convenient for you where the most of your mates go because that's what you're going to... That That is what's going to get you over the line and get you back into the gym the next day. Yeah. If you're going out to Woot Woot to go to some fancy gym that costs an arm and a leg, you're travelling a fair distance, you don't know anyone there, you're not going to... It's just not going to be something enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. Like, hell no. I think, yeah. But in summary, I think, yeah. Have Make sure you can have some sort of schedule, some sort of plan or, or, or idea of when you'll be going a week and try to consistently stick to it. I think one of the biggest things is cons consistently 
going to the gym, even if you don't want to go over the first couple of weeks, just go, just do it. And then just see eventually over time, I think it just gets a part of your life to the point where you you kind of feel normal going to the gym. It's just something like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go to the gym type of thing. Uh, that's the first thing, obviously diet form. I think it's imperative. Make sure you have someone showing you how to do it. Watch a YouTube video. You know, if something doesn't feel right, something hurts, stop, decrease the weight, or just don't do that activity. Try to figure out what's wrong. Um, I think that's really it. And oh yeah, just just don't don't start off with a billion kilograms because you're just going to injure yourself, and right. it's just not going to work. <laughs> I reckon we're at risk of repeating ourselves here. So change of wind. I reckon. So yeah. as a dude, I rock up to a gym. And I got some pet hates at the gym. Pet hates that I see a lot of dudes doing. And pet hates that some chicks do as well. Like, And they're both... They're, I'm kind of at risk of troping different types of people here. But I think these differences actually do exist. And why not have a little bit of a whinge? Maybe everyone can have a whinge with me over the internet. <laughs> over our email. It's not tom <laughs> at yahoo.com. For everyone, is it George now? Have we changed it? No, no, no. It's we just don't have an email. We're we're on we're on it, but it's not yet. Maybe we might get fancy and get on Insta or something. But who knows? Fucking <laughs> Insta. Pet hate number one though, dudes out there, if you're fucking grunting, unless you're being punched in your gut by your best mate, or towing a jet airplane on your back. I'd argue how necessary it is. I think, yeah, well, I think... At least be conscious of it. Conscious and don't do excessive grunting. I think that it is. Like, I mean, I know for a fact that I breathe out. Not la- I mean, you can probably hear me from two metres away, but I don't I don't make the, it audible to the entire gym type of thing. Yeah, the gym doesn't need to know that you're about to pump 120 big ones on the squat rack. Yeah. Not necessary. No one, ca- no one cares. Mm. Except you do, obviously, but... Anyway, uh, and if you don't know if you're a grunter or not, maybe have a listen to yourself. Like, you should you should know if you're a grunter, but if you don't, take your headphones off and just have a listen. And if you're if you notice you're breathing out pretty heavily while you're on the rack, take them off and have a listen. Mm. Because as soon as you realise how fucking annoying it is, trust me, you'll stop. <laughs> I agree. That's I... pet. That's pet hate number one. I think uh, the second one For is. Me. I think the second one is it's actually not too bad where where we kind of go, but I think for the most part, don't also just hog something. I mean, it's within reason oh. how how you hog it. Like, yeah, you probably agree with this, but you know, if you're if you're if you're resting in between, you know, every set, that's fine. And also, you, I'm for kind of resting for a couple minutes, even not just like thirty seconds. But at the same time, if you're sitting there on your phone, or if you you know go to the bathroom or some stuff, like just just do your set, go to the bathroom. And then do your set again if it's free, or you know, just be just be mindful of the people that are around you. I think no, that's the biggest thing. I saw this today. The worst thing on the face of this planet is someone who reckons they can talk to his girlfriend, his mate, his mum, whatever, while he's on the only one of the only benches in the gym, <laughs> and like have a chat like, "Hey, mum, how's your day been? I'm going over to the." shops after this you want anything oh oh what did sally say <laughs> three weeks ago when you caught up for coffee with her no not not necessary yeah. i re- i do however reckon that you shouldn't be getting frustrated with people that are sitting down and having a minute or two minutes break between sets 
Yeah, for sure. Like people, people you, you can't just expect someone to belt out four sets back to back with no rest. But mm. you know, actually responding to someone who's on the phone, do you would you do you interrupt? I mean, what do you do? I think I mean honestly, I, I putting myself in like their if shoes. If they're or... hard on the blower, the gym's packed. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? I think it depends. Like if if you get a call, I think you you should be fine to answer it. But if you know, if it's a call that's like not important per se, and I mean no, that's no, subjective. No, 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 no. But... What what do you do as someone looking at? Ah, yeah, I get a bit annoyed. Let's just say, put it that way. I would, I would. My is it is it worth saying something? I think it is. I think it is, but. I also think that realistically, I could also just move to a different exercise. If it's something excessive, like if I'm waiting for five plus minutes and this guy hasn't done anything and he's just talking on his phone, then yes, I would probably do something. No, I reckon straight up, if you're on your phone for longer than a minute, at least if I notice, I'd be saying like, hey man, like, and if, if it was the only piece of equipment that I could use, I'd be going like, hey man, uh, like I'm here to go to the gym. You're on your phone, like, do you reckon I can, you don't even have to, like, get off and leave, but do you reckon I can just use whatever it is, let's say it's a squat rack, do you reckon I can just use the squat rack for, like, a minute, two minutes, do a set while you're on the phone, come back to it, because as soon as you say that, they realise, they're going, oh, hold on, someone's, like, actually waiting on me, like, Mm. I reckon a lot of these people are just oblivious. I think, yeah. I mean, realistically, I don't think it ever backfires if you ask them because as long as they... you're not a dick about it, like you don't you don't get their phone, rip it out of their hands, and hurl yeah. it or anything <laughs> like that. That's just that's that's barbaric. Slightly excessive. That's <laughs> slightly excessive behavior. Yeah. No, but yeah, I think yeah, if they're on the phone, just just tap them on the shoulder or just like approach them and just be like, hey, can I use it? Can I borrow it? Even even. Like, if they say, look, I'm still using it, just be like, oh, can we alternate in that case, maybe? That's a possibility. I mean, I don't know. With COVID, it might be a bit more difficult, but, you know. I think the audacity for someone to be hard on the blower, having a chat, be interrupted, asked to, you know, wrap up the phone call, and then for them to turn around and go, oh, I'm I'm using it, bro. That, like, the audacity on that, (laughs) that would make my day, actually. I'd be like... You know what, you're champion, you just do yourself. But well, I'm yet I'm yet to encounter that situation. Thank, yeah. Thankfully. Thankfully. Do you have any other pet hates? That's really it, honestly. I think the biggest All ones right. are no, just... No, 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 no. Last, last cardinal sin. All right. Cardinal sin of the gym. Shoot. Actually, there's two. Not, wipe, not maintaining any sanitary standard. That's one. And I, I like... You can get creative that with that, you know, picking your nose, scratching your bum, not wiping down something when you're sweating like a pig, spitting, seen spitting, um, you know, just general uncouth behaviour. Uh, you know, bring bring yourself up to a standard. Don't let other people drag you down. Yeah. Secondly, dropping weights. Oh yeah, shit. Fuck. Yeah. If you drop your weight. You are going to be doing some, especially if someone's close, like yeah. close to them, and it's metal on metal. You can do some serious damage. Mm. It's not so bad with free weights, but with, um, with oh. any machine weights, not not oh, even bars, like machine oh, weights yeah. on a cable. You know, you mm. you you select your weight by yeah. using the pin. Yeah. If you're dropping those puppies left, right, and center, yeah, 
you're going to A, give yourself some hearing damage and you're going to give someone else either a foul mood and a bad temp temper or hearing damage or both. I agree. I think one, like, it just kind of reminded me of what you were saying as well. There's, I remember this, I, I, this is probably rare. I, I'm, I'm sure it happens. And, you know, the fact that I say it's rare is only from my own experience and only seeing it once. But I saw some dude who was, who was, who was benching something, or, sorry, squatting something. I don't know. It was like 100, 100 something kilos. So kind of significant. But the, my point being, it doesn't matter how much it was. He set up, he was taking the weights off the rack or off the bar on one side only and he just left the weights on the other side. So he took off the last weight and I remember seeing this and the bar is, you know, a 20 kilogram Tips. bar. It, no, it doesn't tip, it just catapults. It literally yeah. flings itself. Turns itself into a projectile. Like, I've, I've noticed yeah. that my rule is that you can't have a 40 kilos on one side and zero on the other. Like a difference of 40 kilos. No, a difference of 40 is okay because the way levers work, um, a difference doesn't necessarily correspond to like a net difference. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like for instance, if you got 100 on one side and 140 on the other, the 100 on one side is going to kind of like resist the 140 fling I off. Think, I think it might be because of the... Weight of the bar because the bars the bars weight is yeah. central while and it's, the... and it's so insignificant when you're talking about forty kilos versus zip. Yeah, I think so. As yeah. opposed to a hundred kilos versus hundred. Yeah, because from the center of the bar, if you have a weight on it, it would exert kind of more torque than if you had no weight and they just had the middle of the bar as the reference point. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. But, but sure. my rule is don't go over 40. 40 on one side, zero on the other is alright. If you're squatting a hundred kilos, two twenties on one side and zero on the other. But like as soon as you go sixty on one side, I've done it. I've done it. I'll put my hand up and say I learnt the hard way. Yeah. And yeah, sixty kilos on one side, nothing on the other. And I didn't get like a catapult, but I definitely was going. Oh fuck, that probably was unnecessary. Mm. And then proceeded to pick up sixty kilos of weights off the ground. Solid. Hell yeah. No one yelled at you. No, it was late. I was lucky. <laughs> that's good. I was lucky. No. But anyway, that's that's your animal kingdom um, for you animals and us. Yeah, we're animals. We're co honestly. Collectively, we are we're worse than animals. You know, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised one day if animals kept us as pets. You know what? I hope animals one day keep us as pets. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! I mean, some people like that. Let's be honest here. But <laughs> oh, mate, no. You get put on. You get put on a leash once and you call yourself an animal, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Alrighty. Oh, Keep it spiffy, people. <laughs>